0: I was 34 years old yeah. when I started VaynerMedia. I had spent the 12 best years of my youth building my dad's liquor store for him. I left mm-hmm. that business, had no money, had no equity. I was worthless to the bank.
1: Hey, you went in, you sacrificed.
0: I <laughs> gave back to my family because they gave to me. Yeah. This episode is about the state of entrepreneurship, confidence, and self-awareness. It's from a video on Gary's YouTube channel that we released about a year ago. We got some amazing feedback in the comments about what he said around the 12-minute mark about actions mapping to your ambitions and why self-awareness is the game. Hope you enjoy.
1: We're here with Gary Vaynerchuk, who many of you know as a rockstar entrepreneur, but he's also an author and a speaker. He's a four-time New York Times bestseller. He runs an 800-person media agency. He was an early investor in Twitter, Snapchat, and Uber. And what's amazing about this podcast episode is we're not just going to talk about um, how to build companies. We're going to talk about how a lot of people launch a company without understanding how the game works and what it takes to break into a job, learn different skills, and kind of go from there. But before doing that, just want to say welcome, Gary.
0: Thanks, guys. I'm really excited yeah, about this. You, Appreciate it. Yeah.
2: So a lot of folks uh, out there who are listening, uh, they're like, they're obsessed with companies, right? Starting companies, but a lot of them may not have the skills. So uh, if you're, I guess, 25, 35, 45, and you are starting over and you want to eventually own a company, but what would you do now to acquire that skill to become that entrepreneur that you want to be like?
0: So I think, you know, just getting the sense of the energy of the podcast and, and the audience, I think the first thing we have to, t- to really do here is take a step back. I think we need to understand when there are bubbles and when there are trends mm. that are gonna hurt people. And yeah. this notion for people that are under 25 that starting a company has kind of become the going to grad school, has become going to college, has become I've gotta save for reti- retirement, I have to buy a home, I have to get married. Like it, it has become yep. like standard. Yeah, And I think that's insane and scary because that is literally like going to the NBA has become standard. Like it is very hard to build a very big business. Like most people will never build a business that makes a million, like 99% of people don't have the ability or will ever achieve running a business that makes a million dollars in profit, let alone the audacity and the, and it's awesome, I mean blind youth, listen I win on you know, not knowing much. Like you guys just said, "Hey, sorry, it's a directional, not an." I'm like, "What are you like? <laughs> I don't know anything." But the one thing I've always known is how to make money and build a business. And it's crazy, you know. A rock star entrepreneur. Those two words were never together just seven years ago. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. this has become a real thing. That is a bubble. It's a bubble. Now, does that mean that person on the other side of this can't build a business? Absolutely not. But I I think you need to start with self-awareness. There's a lot of good kids, a lot of people out there that are really good workers, are really smart, super organized, like have unbelievable amounts of skills. And my biggest fear, and I say this a lot, is, oh shit, this is gonna be the era where a lot of people could have went and been number 13 Mm -hmm. at Reddit, number 41 at Facebook, number 109 at Google and Yahoo. Instead, they think they need to be number one at Laundryland, (laughs) and they're gonna waste a lot of money, a lot of time. Now, the reason a lot of people have done this is there's been a lot of easy money. There's been so much money in venture capital. Now, that easy money has been really directed mainly towards white males from good schools. So it's not like, you know, when people are listening, they're like, what is he talking about? Like, I understand what I'm talking about, but I also understand how not everybody's been able to get to it. By the way, I would have never been able to get to it because even though I'm a white male, I was a shit student. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, we were talking before and you said, hey, so remind me about the fund. And I was like, no, I've had a $25 million fund. I was about to raise a $150 million fund, but I, I put on the side. But when I was going through that two years ago, on the back of investing in Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr and Uber and all these things before they popped, on the back of that, there were still family offices that didn't want to write me checks that's because I went to wild. Mount Ida College, not Stanford. And I was like, and I loved it, like I love losing. Like I like getting punched in the mouth. I just thought it was ludicrous. I'm like wow, you literally think a piece of paper matters more than fucking results. I'm not yeah. talking shit, I did shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. You
0: know? exactly. So, so anyway, nonetheless, man, there's a lot to cover here but the biggest thing and the, the reason I'm starting with this rant is please don't think you have to. Please, here's a good one. If you're 22 years old and you never sold shit growing up, you've got a problem. Mm-hmm. convincing me that you're going to build some big time business. Yep. Like, like if you didn't sell blow pops, if you didn't download music <laughs> on, on CDs and flip them, if you didn't do what I did, which was, man, I was lemonade stand at five, you know, raking, raking leaves, washing cars. I'm Jewish and sang fucking Christmas carols for a dollar. <laughs> like, like, you know, so like <laughs> baseball like cards, like that was my whole life. Yeah. And I, I just think a lot of people who are academia, or by the way, who I value, like The people that I plan on making multimillionaires are people that have those skills, because I don't, and you need a team. Not everybody's the quarterback. Somebody's the left tackle. You need a punter. You need them all. This, everybody's got to be a startup founder, because c- they think they can. Here's the problem. In business, it's different than singing. On American Idol, back in the day, when you <laughs> went in front of Simon, when we all watched yeah. those first two episodes where they showed all the bad people, nobody was confused that you sucked, right? <laughs> but with business it takes some time to figure out if you suck. Yeah, Like, it feels like anybody can start. And yeah. then when everybody got checks, like free money, like everybody built businesses that they were losing money every month. Exactly. This exactly. town that we're sitting in right now, mm-hmm. the last seven years, what I've watched, it doesn't take a hero to raise $2 million and then lose $30,000 a month mm-hmm. f- until you run out and then start over and be like, I learned something. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a broken game, mm-hmm. but it's an incredible game. I'm not trying to stop anybody from doing it Here's what I would say. Don't amass debt to start a business if you don't know you're good. Fine if you want to raise capital from other people, but remember when you lose, they remember. And when you're 27 and you've got a scarlet letter on your chest and nobody good ever wants to fuck with you, that's bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's definitely bad if you lost your aunt's money Mm -hmm. because that's just weird. You know, and so... If they want to be successful, here's my here's my two cents on this. I think kids should go work for people for free and keep it humble for the first 3 years, free to as little as possible. Mm-hmm. I think every one of you in this room should like live in the same one bedroom apartment but work for the best person you can get in front of for free cuz the IP, the in, the intelligence that watching how people do it. I promise you, Maribel who's sitting across from me, who's on my team in mm-hmm. the office Shout CEO and, and and special projects you know, she's got her master's, she's got all this. I, listen, she may not agree, cause she doesn't always agree with me, which I, <laughs> I love her for that. But like, I know she learned a lot this last year, and it's different than what you learn in a classroom. You just can't, you can't learn it. It's like sports, like you could read books about how to play basketball, but until you get on the court, the fuck? And yeah. that's what's happening. And so, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer, I just want practicality back in the system because I think a lot of, you have to understand people wrap their self-esteem up in their business. Yeah. You start a new business, you're 24, you're telling your mom, you're telling your homies, you're like, I got this business, and you're fucking flashing it, and you put entrepreneur in the title of your Instagram yeah. and you're on and you're on blast now. And when it fails, all your self-esteem goes with it. Yeah. And I want to remind everybody, 99% are gonna fail. Yeah. This isn't 50. Yeah. So like everybody who's sitting like, Yeah, yeah, but I'm gonna break through, cool. But like 99% are gonna fail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus the economy's been phenomenal for nine years in a row now. Yeah. So all the kids, if you're like, you've gotta be 32 to even basically kinda of remember when shit was bad. So if you're under 32, you've never been punched in the fucking mouth. So you don't even know the difference. Yeah. You think it's just always gonna be like this. You don't yeah. know what it really looks like. You're not winning and building a business during easy times. What the fuck are you going think is gonna yeah. happen when no money is around? Yeah. So I'm concerned. But I'm optimistic. Yeah, I just wish people got real with themselves.
1: Yeah, and you and you say a lot about like working nine to fives and like working for free is one thing, but you also talked about how like making time is, is an interesting thing. So during the job, while you're saving money, you can do a lot of things with those extra hours to continue to develop skills. Like can you kind of elaborate a little yeah. bit more about look, that? Yeah, I,
0: look, I, I think we're talking about our lives. So when you're talking about your life, my big thing is like you better go, like a lot of people like Gary Vee, Pedals like no, all hustle, and it's not healthy. I'm like, Look, I talk about sleeping six, seven hours a day. I want everybody to sleep. I'm just curious about the other 16. Yeah. You know, I'm curious about your 16 hours. I don't know. I'm programmed every minute. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm because I'm because I'm ambitious Mm because I want it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm struggling. There's a lot of 24 year olds who've watched the entire season of Crown, and I'm just like, Yo, (laughs) if you're going to be a billionaire, like, that's a bad idea. (laughs) Like, you know, and like, and they're dominant at Candy Crush, and they're in, like they're they're real Call of Duty gangsters, and like they've listened to like every new album that second it comes out. Like they're just spending a lot of time. And listen, you should have leisure. You should have escapism. You do you. Everybody's got different DNA. My big thing is like people complain mm-hmm. and people talk shit. Yeah. And if you do either one of those two, I need to see you working. Yeah. <laughs> and and so and so you could you could be working nine to six, paying off your college debt. I'm just curious about what's happening 7.30 to midnight. And when I start looking at those four and a half, five hours, when I really get in deep and get to know a kid or like if I have a real conversation, when I start hearing two of those four and a half hours are being wasted times five days a week, times yeah. seven days a week, in a world where I know what I did and I also know what the people that I've seen be successful did, yeah. which is, it's obsession. Yeah. It's every minute.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. And the, I mean, That's there's what, 168 hours in a week, like you said.
2: Yeah. And I think also like growing up with immigrant parents, like Timur and I immigrated from Ukraine when we were 11 and seeing how hard our parents work, like they moved to a new country without knowing a word of English. Uh, my dad was working at a factory. My mom was like doing like, uh, she was like working at like a various like maid roles. And right, cleaning fucking how, people's yeah, shit. And they were working like 10, 12 hours a day and then coming home and trying to like maintain a family. And I think just seeing that, and I know you talk a lot about your family and how hard you worked, Just I think the whole mindset of like the immigrant mindset, I wish more people have adopted it and just kind of understood what it takes, how hard are the people at work?
0: My man, when you talk about entrepreneurship, immigrants have a ridiculous advantage Mm -hmm. because they know the alternative. Mm -hmm. If you're born in America, the richest fucking country in the world, even if you're not that good, you're still soft compared to the rest of the world. Like... I have a lot of friends who grew up super humbly. Like, I went to Mount Ida College, 90% of the college was African American and Latino and, like, <laughs> like some ghetto kids, right? <laughs> anyway, I just remember, like, since the last 20 years, like, just remember, like, how many times someone told me things like, man, I thought I grew up tough in Newark, but, like, I visited my family in, like, Haiti. Or, like, you know, or, like, like... I just think we lose perspective Mm -hmm. and I think you're right. Like I didn't see my dad until I was 14 years old, even though he slept in the same home as me every night of my life Mm -hmm. because he left before I woke up and he came home after and my mom didn't have a maid. My mom was the maid with three kids. Like my mom never had any help. We didn't have a baby. I I was never watched by a babysitter in my entire life. Mm -hmm. Like we worked like worked like real work and yeah, I think people. I think people are yep. unbelievably soft to the ambition coming out of their mouth. You have to understand. If you tell me, I don't want to work. I want to. Ha- I want to be on a softball team. Mm-hmm. I want to be. I want to enjoy my weekends. I want to watch The Crown. I want to be good at fucking Angry Birds. I want to see my kids. I want. I'm like that's fucking great. <laughs> that uh, Mazel Tov. Like amazing, and if you want to make between fifty and two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, I think a lot of people can achieve that depending on their job. Mm-hmm. You start creeping into like three, four, five, six hundred land. You're going to be an executive somewhere, and they're going to expect you to work for three, four, five, six hundred thousand dollars a year.
1: Hundred percent. You
0: start talking shit out of your mouth that you're going to make a million. The fuck do you think that looks like? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like there's no passive income.
2: Yeah, yeah. You got to work for it. <laughs> and um, Gary, you talk about a lot about um, kind of the people that you surround surround with they're the kind of like the reflection of where you're gonna go and um i was watching one of your videos where you said for like 2018 gain a friend lose a friend yeah why can you talk can you share with our listeners why it's important um to be careful who you surround yourself with
0: yeah so this is a tough subject matter right because as soon as this content always comes out people get mad at me they're like yo why? why do you want me to drop my boy like i get it right here's what i'm saying I've been on a huge kick about self-awareness, like you know, huge kick on mental strategies. You know, trying to find the fine line between being a, like what people think I am, like a motivational. You know, I'm scared because I don't want to be a motivational speaker, yeah. <laughs> but I know my. If you only watch me on Instagram, or you, you could get tricked, and so I'm always like trying to find angles. And I've really been getting into strategy more and more. I'm like, oh, my mindset is my strategy. Mm-hmm. It's not like I believe in the secret, like if you, if you, if you're optimistic or positivity or yeah, you can do it. I don't think. I think yeah, 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 you can do it is important because it's a match. Yep. Like rah, rah is important because it's a match. Yep. But I also know a week later, people like go back to their normal place. So I'm trying to think about marathon mindset. Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest things is who the fuck you hang out with, here's yep. why. Rock. let's use him. I just think he's a different fucking dude hanging out <laughs> with me for the last three years. And to be very honest with you, it's not even close. Like watching certain insecurities, certain like it's been, it's been game changing. Yeah. Like I watch people that are closest to me, like when they come to me, build a lot of confidence because I have a lot of confidence. I'm rubbing wow. off on them. Yeah. I also f- watch how I change, whether it's my wife or Maribel or Marcus or or Claude or whoever it may be, like. Or my team or D-Rock, like I think I think about creative differently than I did three years ago because D-Rock rubbed off on me. That's what happened. You look at an old married couple, they're the funniest. I (laughs) wish you could see it. Like it's amazing what happens with couples. They Mm -hmm. like gel into each other, right? Like (laughs) and that's what happens. I think a lot of people hang out with somebody who's a negative vibe. Yeah. And I just think that some people hang out with four negative vibes. So if your mom's negative, right? and your older sister's negative, mm-hmm. and you have two negative best friends, fuck it, drop one of those two, and go to the light and try to find the most positive person. Yeah. It's just so obvious to me, mm. I see it every day. Yeah. There's people that either are trying to build you up yeah. because they're good. I'm popular because I'm so good inside mm. that I'm trying to build all of you up because I don't think it's coming out of my pocket. Yeah, Like, I'm gonna get mine. Hundred percent. And so I want you to be happy, and so then that makes me happy. Yeah. But if you're sad, you're trying to bring people down. When somebody goes on my Instagram account and trolls me, I feel sad for them. <laughs> when they tell me I'm ugly or stupid or I suck, like yeah. I have a lot of female entrepreneurs I'm an investor with, and like a lot of them, are like Gary, I want to be like you. But when I go out there, I have to deal with all the women shit. And they're right, right? Like dudes are fucking gross, and like, and then even if not dudes, you just see other women. Like women bash women, and you know, I've been mm-hmm. studying a little bit the like, last couple months, like. You know, like why are you wearing that? I'm like, geez, that's super conservative. Like, that's like the dresses to the knee. Like, it's not even like you know what I mean. But yeah. like, but but it's all the same game. It's not women on women crime. It's not it's not dudes being gross. It's people who are not in a good place trying to drag somebody else down. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so that's why I think it's a big deal. I think it's painful. You've been homies with the person, or it's your mother. Like, I think people should drop their mother, not really, like, hear me out. Like, you're not gonna drop your mother forever, but maybe you don't need to talk to your mom three times a day if she's super negative. Maybe you need to talk to her three times a week. Mm-hmm. And that will change your life. Like, yeah. I don't understand if, I, I, it's become the most obvious thing to me in the world. And so I'm hopeful that I can break through. I'm, I'm I'm desperate that one person listening right now is like, fuck it. And and if it's like somebody you can kind of get rid of, kind, you know, like a friend is easier. <laughs> Family scares me, and I the amount of people who have a positive father and mother, both, are almost nobody.
1: Yeah. No, it's, 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 a, it's a rare thing. And I'm glad that you brought up the, uh, D-Rock because he actually wrote a post on Medium. What was the name of that, that post again? Well, he has a bunch okay. of posts on Medium that you guys could read about breaking in. What were the specific things that D-Rock did that like jumped out to you that other people could take advice on to learn how to like make an impression with someone that has a schedule like yours?
0: He did. He worked for free. He made a piece mm-hmm. of content for free, and it was good. Mm-hmm. And he was perse. And he persevered. Mm-hmm. I think he emailed me three or four times. We've established, right, Derek? Like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know. And he did it tastefully, right? Like, in the last week, two people have emailed me forty-seven times in a row, thinking like that's going to penetrate me. All that. Does, if you email me forty-seven times in a row and spam my inbox like that, all that's happening is I'm hitting my IT department. And you're getting blocked for life. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not winning that game. Yeah. So. You know, there's a fine line between perseverance and annoyance. He's just a good person. So it came natural to him and just, you know, and he made something. Yeah. He, did, he did something. People talk. He made something. Mm-hmm. I liked it. We did another thing. And then very quickly, I intuitively was like, let's jump on board. I do it all the time. I'm, I'm one of the, I get paid so much money to give a speech. It's not even funny. Right. Like mm-hmm. I get paid more money now to give one singular speech than I made for the year financially. 14 years ago, yeah. at 28 years old, I did not make 150 thousand dollars that year. Wow. I now get paid 150 thousand dollars minimum to give a speech. Mm-hmm. How? I spoke for free. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I put,
0: I put, I put it on wax. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. Like And all these people walking around and saying, "Well, then you're not. Don't work for free because <laughs> then that's what you're worth, right? Like get your worth, yeah. like on this high horse, you know all that." Yeah. I'm like, cool, but when nobody wants to hire you. <laughs> Means you're worth zero. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. like, this, you know, what you have is you have these creators and artists who've gotten paid, yeah. who don't want the supply and demand of an issue of the work getting diluted. I think every business person should give away free content. Doesn't yeah. scare me. It's like giving them like, mixtapes. I'm doing it.
2: It's all about adding value first. Once you uh, show them enough value, then they'll come to you and offer you whatever you want to get.
0: Also, don't be fancy. Like, guess what? like, slack doesn't give a fuck that you worked at Goldman Sachs.
1: Facts. <laughs> you
0: know, so like, so so when you're making a switch, you gotta start over and be humble. Like, I'm yeah. I, i had, I'm trying to think of a good one. I had something recent, last two or three years, where I did something new, and I just, actually, probably the way I s- negotiated my K-Swiss deal, my K-Swiss sneaker deal, like, I negotiated super humbly. Like, I knew what was gonna happen, mm-hmm. but I didn't, even though I knew... Even though I had all the leverage, I negotiated it like I was a first timer. Yeah. Uh, VaynerMedia. Even though I was this kind of emerging cool kid in the Web 2.0 tech world and new Zucks and Travis and uh, you know Ev and was this like real thing, yeah. real, like real, real. When I went to Madison Avenue, nobody gave a fuck, and I didn't walk out there and say I'm here now. Mm-hmm. I ate shit for three, four years, stayed real, real, real quiet, and like so. I think that um, I think that it's stunning to me. This is the problem with having it a certain way, like if you were a great student, and then you went to Penn, and then you went to work at Wall Street, and now you've decided you're miserable, which would make a lot of sense to me, right, because for <laughs> a lot of kids, once they've achieved some money, they're like, okay, that didn't fill me up, actually, especially when they come from money, you know, what's funny, this is a funny thing to say, especially given the context of today's day, I feel equally weird about rich kids getting into depression as I do non-white kids struggling with coming up from nothing. Like, mm-hmm. we don't have empathy. It's I don't expect a black boy who's from welfare to feel bad for Thurston Thompson III, yeah. who has a million dollars in his trust fund when he's nine. It's just, but I just know that like some of the most deeply depressed, struggling people I know had it so easy, yep. wake up at 30, are not happy, not fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Have that w- weird life. They go to make that switch, but they don't have humility. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're stuck. They've been built a certain way, so they don't have the ability. What people that deal with adversity do is they have a chip on their shoulder. They usually get too over angry, but they definitely have humility. Yeah, because they they were forced into. Hum- I have unlimited humility. All my teachers told me I suck shit. Super hard to think you're great. Yeah. Like you know, like yeah. like you know. So yeah,
1: it- for for a lot of the people that. Uh, might see entrepreneurship as the MBA, and they understand there's a lot of steps to get in. They're a little bit older too. Like you talk about, like age and like learning a new skill. Like, what are your thoughts about people that might be in their like 40s or 50s that want to?
0: I think switch? they have a great. You know, that's the biggest funny thing to me. All the 20 year olds are jumping into this game, and meanwhile, all the 40 year olds and 50 year olds are more likely to win it because they have context. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy to me that I look at an eight, I I look at a 22 year old dude who's like, I'm starting a startup company. And then a 49 year old woman walks in and says, I've been an accountant for 23 years. I want to build this startup. She always interests me more because usually the next thing out of her mouth is, Yeah, I've been an accountant for 31 years. I noticed that I couldn't find the product that helped me do this. Mm-hmm. She's scratching her itch from experience. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the dude is looking to make the Uber of pancakes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So <laughs> like, so I would tell you, and I don't know your audience, and I assume you're asking this question, because, yep. uh, which excites me that yeah. you have this audience. Yeah. There was a video I made, I don't remember what it was called, d like 40, 50, 60 year olds, like five minutes for the next 50 years, six minutes, six minutes for the next 60 years of your life, and it was completely made for people 40 and above. Yeah, man, I, I, I look, I've got some weird thoughts. I, there, I have this dream recurring, it's not a dream, it's a, what, what do we call them, daydreams, like just yep. visions when, during the day? I keep thinking about this, um, I guess that's a dream, I get it, um, I keep having this thought about this woman, I'm not joking, by the way, I've never said this, I keep having this thought about this woman, she's 74, she, her husband just died, she was suppressed because of the era she grew up in. She was dramatically more entrepreneurial and had more ability to build a business than her husband. She raised a great family because of that, she had the EQ. And she's gonna live for another 22 years, she just doesn't know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think about technology. I think about in 1984, her, she's just gonna live in a retirement home and be super social and it's super cool and she'll make some money playing cards and she'll be cool. And then I think about 2017, and I think about 73-year-old her, and I think about her ability to build a business online, buying stuff you know in China and flipping it on Amazon retail arbitrage, starting an Instagram page around her passion around making sneakers from scratch. Like, this thought... And what I think is gonna happen is with modern medicine and just happiness in your heart and your brain, mm-hmm. I think we're gonna start seeing people, this is not a joke, I think we're gonna start seeing people live to 120, yep. 115, cause they're gonna be in the game. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna be in the game. Mm-hmm. And when your brain shuts down after you retire, a lot of times your body goes with it. So, man, I think I think 38 to 65 is the obvious, really interesting age group that should mm-hmm. really be fucking paying attention to technology and the mm-hmm. opportunities for them. But I'm, and I don't think there is as many 73 year olds who've just lived life, who are like fired up to like grind it out. But I think as these 73 year olds become 73 who've lived with the internet for 20 years and at 53 were professionals and like, I think we're about this, I I would argue the following and I've been thinking about this a lot, that some of the biggest startups, or let me rephrase, because I think it does take a youth and a different eye. Let me go a different way. A very intriguing place for me as an investor is to start investing in people's companies who are over 70 starting their first ever business because I think a lot of them are gonna build five million dollar a year businesses kicking a million dollars in profit. Mm-hmm. I don't expect them as much and mm-hmm. I could be wrong but I don't intuitively feel the Ubers and the Slacks and yeah. you know the Wazes are coming out of that but do I think a direct to consumer jelly company like peanut butter and jelly. Do I think a sock company? Do I think a handkerchief company? Do I think a pillow company? Do I think you know an eight to fifteen million dollar retail business based on content and product is going to be coming? Like I've been weirdly thinking about creating a retirement home that's an incubator.
2: That's, that's <laughs> really interesting. It's yeah. interesting, yeah. right? Really interesting. Like that's sort of here first.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the first time I've ever said it, Drock. Yeah because okay. i've been i've been marinating i've been marinating I'm like oh i got an idea yeah. what if what if it's a retirement home they don't want you know many people don't they don't want to go to retirement homes what if it's a retirement home that's like a fucking facebook like campus it's an incubator
1: and they spend yeah. so much time like looking at clothes for their kids they probably know all the deals at kohl's and marshalls and all oh, that type don't even <laughs> start on the,
0: but man you got it like the kid the, what 16 year olds are doing with supreme And fucking Yeezys, I think 78-year-old Gertrude can fucking crush it at Marshall's (laughs) and TJ Maxx. Like she like, and so like, like honestly, and what's been great about this is that I've been really excited about this because I'm like, yeah, like I'm gonna fucking do some real Yoda shit, 80 (laughs) to 130, right? Like now all of a sudden it's like, you know, now it's like this is why I always talk about being young. When I hang out with all you characters, you don't know because I know when I was 20, how old are you? When I was nineteen, somebody forty-two was like a thousand. Like when I when I left when I left my when I started in my dad's business, my cousin was thirty. I was twenty-two. He was old as shit to me. I remember. I remember thinking like, oh, that's like some different shit. Like I'm a kid. That's like a grown-up. So he sits here at nineteen, looks at me, and it's like, yeah, okay, maybe like maybe like I've got a little bit more like street cred for a forty-two-year-old, but it's still forty-two. Yet I feel like we're friends. Like I look at them and I'm like, we're the same. Mm -hmm. And if kids knew that, I'll give you one. If guys knew that they should fucking shut their mouth, really work through their 20s, -hmm. make no money the first five years, learn, really then do something, and all the things they want in 20s, girls, like closing the gap of their insecurities, clothes, bling, that the way to really do it is to eat shit from 20 to 30, build yep. that foundation, then slowly mm-hmm. start building something. When you're a 37-year-old guy, you can guess what? In the dynamics <laughs> in the world, you can date plenty of 25-year-old women if you choose to. It's not even looked frowned. It's not 60 and 20. Like you can do plenty of that stuff, but guys don't think like that. It's yep. impatient. And so there's just a I just think most of the world's doing it yeah. wrong. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, I really do. And um on the podcast we actually talk about this notion of looking at your perceived disadvantages and turning them into advantages. So to your point, like a seven-year-old might think of it as like it's a perceived disadvantage or it's a disadvantage. But in reality, if you're like a seven-year-old who wants to start a business, you can appeal to other seven-year-olds who are not starting a business. So there is a lot less competition. You can find something that's unique about you. You have time. You have time. You have have, time. um, You often
0: have some form of money, mm -hmm. but you have the best part. You fucking lived life. Yep. Like yep. the reason kids create Uber and Facebook is they're they know nothing so they reinvent. Mm-hmm. So that's why they make billions. Yeah. But when you're 70 and you've seen everything, mm-hmm. you can make a 5-10 million dollar business because you're like I've seen this rodeo before. Yeah. And like I'll do this cuz it's going to be for 3 years or when a fad comes it goes you've learned. Yeah.
1: And when you and when you're in your 20s and 30s and like you're thinking about working for free and either eating shit for a while or whatever like What do you think, so you, I've also heard you say, don't live for the weekend, Hmm. like, live for, like, do.
0: Yeah, if you live for the weekends, your shit is broken. Look, if if your best moment is Friday afternoon, that means you hate your Monday through Friday. And people get mad at me again, because they're like, Gary, fucking, I look forward to the weekends, I love my family, it's not all about money, you're such an asshole, it's family. I'm like, no, 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 you're not listening. If you are so unhappy, don't forget 168 hours, right? You're talking about 64, you know, six. You take in commuting, mm-hmm. you could be in the ball, getting ready, commuting, working a little bit from home on email, just you're talking about half. When it's all said and done, oh, wait, I'm sorry, you take in sleeping more than <laughs> half your, actually, it's actually not even close. You basically live to work. Mm-hmm. If you're unhappy, where are you going? Yeah. Like, so yeah, I'm, yeah, I think about it a ton. Like, yeah. if you're not happy, And by the way, everything I've just said for the last half an hour, if you're happy and agree with nothing I've said, well, you've won. I don't want to who am I to judge? I'm just I'm just trying to give people some perspective on there's too many people who are making money off of people making mistakes. And I just don't want to be that guy. Like, like I'm not I don't want to be somebody who like let me give you a great idea I have right now. You wanna be a bad guy? You wanna be a bad gal? Start lending people with real interest money so they can buy cryptocurrency. Here's why I'm a fan of crypto, but mm. a lot of money's going to be lost on crypto yeah crypto listen, I was right about the internet, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of money lost on the internet, yeah people are treating it like a bonanza.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I know kids already who've really put themselves in bad spots because they took four credit cards out, maxed them, and bought Bitcoin at seventeen thousand okay. they thought it was going to be thirty four It's yeah. already happened yeah it hasn't even, it didn't need to crash, yeah. People treating it like a bonanza. Yeah. Let me just say this and let this sink in and stick in your fucking brain for the rest of your life. There is no easy money. Yeah. yeah. Like the second you fucking go there, everything will change. Mm-hmm. There is no easy money. You might have had an easy money event, but there's no easy money. Yeah. There's nothing consistent. Yeah. You might have, you can win the lotto. Mm-hmm. Life is like a casino. You can tell me you went last Thursday and won two thousand dollars and like, this is great. keep going.
1: Yeah, yeah, no that, that's a good insight. You know and, what I mean? Yeah, 100 yeah. percent. And then like thinking about your point about happiness and like how that's like extremely important, you also talk a lot about mental health. yes and like as you're going through these five years or ten years trying to learn the game and sometimes it feels like it's going nowhere. what are some routines or what, what are your thoughts around like maintaining mental health or meditation? you talk about a lot of that type of stuff.
0: I think it starts with self-esteem. You know, I think a lot of people are are drugging themselves or looking at meditation or trying to find things to get those voices out of their head. If you didn't wrap your self-esteem up in, I don't, listen, this is a crazy thing to say. It's shocking to me how much my self-esteem is not wrapped up into my business accomplishments when it's basically what I am. Mm -hmm. Because I don't share anything about my family, so nobody really knows me that way. I am shocked about that. And it just makes me so happy. It makes me so yeah. strong, right? Because I'm like, I just, I really just want people to be happy.
1: That's yours too. Like, that's probably how you balance a little bit too, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. for sure. Here's my thing. Honestly, it was funny. I was, you kind of caught my attention. You went a little bit different, but like, but the real thing is, is let's go real basic. It's mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The reason my life is good is some way between my mom parenting her ass off, being an immigrant, mm-hmm. DNA, who the hell else knows what other mm-hmm. factors. Somewhere very early, everything became, this is me, this is mine, nobody else, nobody. I mean, you would be flabbergasted with my inability to take somebody's point of view on things and take it to mean more than my own. I don't think I'm always right. I respect the shit out of other people's opinions. I spend a lot of time watching them, but nobody's judgment of me that I'm a failure ever, ever penetrates, ever, ever.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ever, yeah,
0: and and I want that for others, and I'm trying to think about ways to like talk about it. To me, you know, everything's mine. It's mine. It's like like great. I lost. Like your you saying I lost means nothing compared to me thinking I lost.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean. Like
0: yeah. like, and so I don't know. I think people are using too much outside validation to dr- navigate their lives. Mm-hmm. And I use no outside navigation. Yeah. Even though I'm so public and I'm so out there. It's why I never, you know, the reason I grow audiences, I never care about how many followers I, it's never run through my mind month, once.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And for the people that know, don't know, like what are, what are some things that you got going on for the rest of the year? I know you got a new book coming out. My oh, my book it's coming out already. For, no,
0: no, it comes out in five days, okay. which is exciting. I'm sure by the time you air this, it's out. So it's that's crushing exciting. It, right? Crushing it. It's a follow up to the book that really put me on. It, 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 it's really fun to read Crush It now. I wrote it nine years ago, came out eight years ago, or 10, 2008, not, yeah, I wrote it 10 years ago, came out nine years ago, I was so fucking right. Mm-hmm. Like, like <laughs> honestly though, like you have to understand, like people didn't think you could make money on YouTube or blog, like mm-hmm. it ended up being so true, and I tried, I'm trying to do that again with this, which yeah. is not about predicting, it's just that people don't realize, like here's my big thing, mm-hmm. you can make a million dollars a year or a hundred thousand dollars a year only talking about ties. I mean, men's ties. <laughs> you have to understand, that's powerful. Like, mm-hmm. like, what if you grew up in a fashion family, you really love ties, maybe your father... I'm going real deep here. Maybe your father died and like that's like, you know, but that's what you, like early when you were a kid and the only thing you remembered is he wore a great tie and then ties became your thing and you love ties and Mm -hmm. when you got into school, you got an internship at fucking who knows, Hugo Boss and like (laughs) it was all about ties. The fact that you can now just post about ties and write about them on Instagram, start a podcast called Ties Tuesdays and talk about the industry and that literally, if you persevere, if you're good, if you find angles, we now live in a world where what I just said is something that Hugo Boss and and Fendi and all, all these other things pay you in sponsorship for your show, and you make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Yep, talking about ties—that's yeah. wild. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that's not- I mean, it that's is how, crazy. That's it's- how we started here too. We we broke into tag by doing career change, and we started sharing it on Medium, right? Yeah, we, we just started wrote a story about it. about
1: it, and then people started asking how did you do that? And then we did the podcast and then we did the video and then we And then like, you oh, become okay. a media company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
0: humans are the media companies now because the internet is distribution. And so I really want it for people. Like I want it for people, you know, again, she's sitting here, Maribel should be writing about things she's passionate about and so should DRock and so should every single person, audio or video, it's like, it's fun, it's interesting, it leads to opportunities, you could still have a job, you could, you know, a lot of people risk adverse even if it's right in front of their face. They're making one, I got I got an email, hey, I'm making 130 a year. I'm good. I finally cleaned up my college debt. I've got $200,000 in sponsorship around my soccer thing, but I'm scared to take the leap. And that's somebody who's just conservative. Got yeah. taught by parents, yeah. like always have a job, go to school. Like who knows what, right? Yeah. Maybe their dad, I mean, listen, I've seen them all now. Dad took a leap when they yeah. were a kid, failed, so they had to move out of the house. Now they're scared of entrepreneurship. Like, You know, like, I mean, guys, just so you know, so many people are going to lose. Mm-hmm. over the next 10 years, that entrepreneurship is not gonna be cool when I'm in my late 50s and 60s. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everybody's gonna go the other way.
2: Yeah. yeah,
0: Like, that's what happens.
2: Yep, cycles. Cycles. Yeah. And can we talk about please. college, Dad? Because I think... You, this is you, you, my you,
0: number one fucking passion. Please. Yeah, Seriously.
2: and also education, because the idea that you'll go get an entrepreneurship degree and get college, Dad, to start a business... Is... An
0: entrepreneur degree is the craziest... term. I, <laughs> I can't even wrap my head around what that means. <laughs> That makes yeah. no fucking sense. Yeah. That's like, again, that is getting a baseball degree. I went to school and got a baseball degree. And now I'm going to go be a baseball player. Everybody would laugh you out the window. Yo. But entrepreneurship, they were able to finagle because it wasn't as obvious. That's a
1: really yeah. good analogy. You got to play. got to fucking how play. Yeah. The
0: fuck do you think entrepreneurship is? The second you step on the field, nobody gives a fuck that your grandfather donated to the library of that fucking yeah. school.
2: Where do you think colleges are going over the next like five, ten years? They'll be the
0: same-ish. <laughs> Here's my prediction. College debt is going to break our economy. So here's what I didn't know until my friend Ryan Sirhan who is on million dollar listings. Mm-hmm. We did this conference agent 2021 yesterday. We had breakfast just to get to know each other a little bit better and he kind of brought it up and then I went through this rabbit hole for the last 48 hours. Mm-hmm. I've been shitting on college debt for a long time. What I didn't know is how many people in their 20s are getting loans.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When this anytime math makes no sense, it's over. Mm-hmm. Here's the analogy. You have $213,000 in college debt on a crazy interest rate. Yep. You're getting paid $84,000 a year in your job. Yep. And you were able to borrow $500,000 to buy an apartment. Yep. Game over. My you friends. can't even game. pay
1: the principal until you get 30. game
0: over. Yeah. The game it's over. Mm-hmm. Just so you guys know, it's over. This economy mm-hmm. ours no matter how much Trump puts in tax reform, no matter what, mm-hmm. this country within the next decade will, cl- the same way the housing crisis brought down our country, college, and by the way, the only reason I'm saying this, I can't wait to show this video in six years and be on CNN and be like, how'd you know? <laughs> I'm not smart. I'm not smart. It's basic. Yep. It's basic. And you guys know people in this that are living this right yep. now. Why does your friend who has $413,000 in debt has a bullshit job, why is he driving a BMW. Yeah. (laughs) Why? So shit's gonna hit the fan and here's what's gonna happen. The brand college is gonna go through the same thing that the brand banks went through. Everybody's gonna blame cop. We don't blame ourselves. Mm -hmm. Your friend Omar, who has $413,000 in debt, who has an $89,000 a year job, Mm -hmm. who decided to borrow $500,000 to get that apartment Mm -hmm. so he can take the ladies home, Mm -hmm. he's not gonna blame himself. He's gonna blame fucking Babson. Mm-hmm. and then we're all going to do that Yeah. Yep. and guess what's going to happen people are going to stop sending their fucking kids to college yeah.
2: and I think yeah. nowadays especially like our listeners they understand that there's alternatives to college and of a lot course. of boot camps like Hack Reactor, of App course. Academy in three months you're able to learn a new skill and get a job to, which basically you get paid to learn. You, get you mean
0: paid. you mean America in nineteen thirty and forty and fifty when <laughs> vocational skills mattered, yeah. but then college was built up as a brand and it became the American dream. Mm-hmm. Yep. like people are confused how this life actually works. Yeah,
2: so. yeah, and like Timur and I are products of uh, these vocational schools. We had a finance degree, whatever. Do do we use it today? Zero. and uh, We're slipping off the loans. Yeah, we're slipping off the loans for (laughs) a finance degree by working in software engineering jobs that we acquired in less than a year. So it's funny how things work out. It's interesting. Yeah, so we're going to wrap up with the lightning round. Okay. And uh, this is where we ask you questions, but we're looking for hands-on strategies, tactics, resources that you've used uh, to get to where you are today. Yeah, black and white. So this question takes us back to the basics. And if you move to a brand new city, you only had $100 and you were starting from scratch, and you were either starting a business or breaking into tech, how would you spend that
0: $100? I'd probably spend it on the subway or the bus mm-hmm. to get to businesses to walk directly into the building and ask them if you, I could work there for a year for free. I would serve coffee. I would do this, and I would go backwards. I would start with Facebook. I would start with Facebook or Amazon. I would move to Seattle mm-hmm. or San Francisco because I deem them as the best. Yeah. Or maybe Netflix. Depends on your interest, right? Mm-hmm. I'd pick one of the alpha-alpha companies, and of course, those three companies are like, get the fuck out of here, right? Mm-hmm. But you know how life is crazy, right? Like, I walk into Netflix. Somebody, I, I'll, I'll try to be loud. I'll try to make sure there's people in the audience, and not yeah. loud, like make a scene. Yeah. I just try to like walk in when there's a lot of people in the lobby or sitting down, mm-hmm. and be like, hey, I'm hungry. I've got skills, I'm willing to work for free for a year, coffee, whatever, I think I'm gonna be one of those weird stories that he started off as a coffee boy and he (laughs) ended up running the company. Is there anybody, can I talk to HR? Is the boss entrepreneurial like that? To me, as I'm walking out and they're like, get the fuck out of here, we're gonna call the cops, I'm wondering if, I'll tell you right now, if I'm sitting in the lobby for a big meeting Mm -hmm. at Facebook and I hear that, I'm like, hey, my girl, come over here. What's your name, Sally? Send me an email because that's interesting. Yep. So so I would spend it only on the cheapest transportation to get to the 15 to 30 companies, reenact that over and over. I just know.
1: Mm-hmm. Something's going to work.
0: Yeah. Because it's me. I'm talented. Yeah. Like if you're not talented, it won't. Yep. I, notice how I didn't say I'm going to go do an open workout for the Knicks. I keep using sports. <laughs> I keep using sports because sports is black and white. Like nobody's ever confused. Yeah. You can so, play basketball, but you can't make a living. Yeah, like you can be an entrepreneur, but what, most people are not. What going What Ari Gold
1: said, he said, he said there's no asterisks in life, only scoreboards. It's just
0: true. <laughs> like I'm just worried because I'll tell you what I'm most worried about. I do think the kids were over coddled, theoretically in mass in this last generation. I'm worried about failing. I'm worried what uh, it's a public failure. Yeah, it's a public failure. You were the founder of Blue Blanket. It's now out of business. Nobody's going to think anything like n- there's nowhere to hide. <laughs> yeah, like you know, when you made it pretend that you had better grades than you did because the system pushed you through, or your parents did something about it or you used money to cover it up, this one's not going to work that way.
1: Yeah, yeah, so we know you talk a lot about music and things like that. Um What is a song the song that you played that like gets you the most motivated when you want to just go into work mode?
0: Um, probably Russ's is it me, you or you, me? Me, you, right? Okay. That. Do you know that song? I never heard it. All right, I'm gonna play it right now while we, you yeah, guys okay. get the next thing because yeah. you gotta okay. hear these lyrics. Got to. Because you really need to hear it. Okay. It's this. It's so there hasn't been a lot of songs historically that pump me up. I'm just pumped up. Period. Yeah. I don't need fucking music, <laughs> but this song really, 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 I really fuck with it because I, I absolutely want good for everybody. Like yeah. I'm not kidding, I it's unbelievable to me actually. It's weird to me how much I want all of you to win. Yeah. I just wanna beat you. Yeah. Like I want you to win, right? But I just need to beat you too. So I have this weird kind of like, <laughs> listen to this. It gets really, really, really interesting. And so what's interesting about this is this was my life in a lot of ways. Like how I lived it and how I thought about a lot of My contemporaries and how they were living their lives, right?
1: Got it out the mud, they respect that me Always spread the love when I get back, you Got your hand out, that's a bitch move, you Always complaining like a bitch do me Still right here with who I came with me self came my circle's on the same shit, you Got a different crew every weekend, you Don't want it that bad, keep sleeping, yeah You wish for me, I work for it Everyone passed on me like Kurt Wanna search one, needed your career went missing This ain't overnight, this is year 10 Visions, peers list didn't you understand? <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: what about. he talks about here is like when he says this isn't overnight, this is year 10. I was 34 years old yeah. when I started VaynerMedia. I had spent the 12 best years of my youth building my dad's liquor store for him. I left mm-hmm. that business, had no money, had no equity. I was worthless to the bank. Like,
1: you went in, you sacrificed.
0: I <laughs> gave back to my family because they gave to me. Yeah. And the end didn't talk about it until the last year. So literally, not only did I do that, then I went on to become ridiculously successful and watch people write shit about me that I'm a loser and don't listen to him because his daddy put him on when I built my daddy's business for him. Not only did I do it, which I don't expect and ever hear most people ever doing it. I not only did it, I fucking went out and then got shit on and got, Painted in a picture like I got put on Mm -hmm. when I put my dad on
1: and touching on that You also talk about how like a lot of the things around you are a distraction, right? Like it's kind of like like the most most startups don't die from homicide. They die from suicide
0: a hundred percent like People are playing the wrong game
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: I'm just you know, I'm putting in the actual work and getting the actual Mm -hmm. results and even do you understand what it is to do something super noble and kind and eat shit for another five years, where people are saying those kind of things? You know how, how it hurt me, but I loved my dad too much, and I didn't even want to like go there. Like, mm-hmm. that's just like that will always play out, and that's what I'm trying to teach kids. I'm like, don't worry about what people are saying now. Like, you literally bought that chain to make yourself look good to either your homies, to the girls that you're chasing, right? Or to like prove it, like this one girl, this, she's so awesome and she's doing everything just to stick it to her dad's face because he doesn't believe in her. And I'm like, look, but now you're doing all these stupid things because you want to stick it to your dad's face this year. I'm like, let me tell you how it plays out. You're going to lose and then he's going to be right. Dope. Why don't you just eat more shit and let your dad shit on you for another six years and then you get to stick it to him forever. Yeah. It's the impatient of sticking it to somebody that's fucking people up. Yeah. I want to stick it to everybody. I just knew that I had to really get shit on, really get shit. Guys, I would go see my friends playing high school. We would uh, Thanksgiving. You, a lot of people go home, so I'd be like twenty seven. Right, this is now five years out of school. Now wine library's on its path. I've uh, mostly you don't know me. My dad had a business doing three million. Now it's doing like twenty two. So we've made it. Like I blew it up quick. Mm-hmm. We're playing football on those Thursdays. You know, like on that Friday after Thanksgiving, because everybody's back. Your college friends, your high school friends. I mean, so I'm back in the neighborhood. We're playing football. Some of my friends are now like on Wall Street. Some of my friends are doing stuff. They all pull up in like a Beamer or this and that, right? And like sometimes I'd see like their siblings, or we'd go to like Mm -hmm. one of the houses of the of the parents, and literally they would say things like, "This is verbatim." (laughs) Oh man, so you so you work for your dad's liquor store, huh? (laughs)
1: <laughs> wow. That's, wild. That's
0: and, wild And I'm sitting there like I'm going to be the best entrepreneur of all time yeah. mm-hmm. But I'm 27 right now And there's 24 year olds listening right now like That want to make it proof now mm-hmm. And like they're just doing stupid shit.
2: Yeah. No yeah. patience. Yeah. yeah.
0: Lack of patience is going to kill ninety percent of the listeners.
2: Hundred percent. Yeah. And Gary you talked about. Um...
0: I like how we we're going to go lightning round, black and white. Submission <laughs> 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 so all good. You're
2: dropping jams. This is this is great. So you talk about uh, kind of your spirit, your entrepreneurship spirit. What do you want your legacy to be?
0: That I gave more than I took. Oh. So I think I think yes. I get to be the best entrepreneur of this era. Zucks and Elon and Bezos, they're gonna make more money than me. I can feel it with every ounce of my soul, right? I expect to make a ton, but I'm not catching them. I'm giving all my content for free. I'm not doing it because I want you to sign up for my course. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. And like, that I think makes me, at least by the way I judge, gives me, I'll tell you this, more people are coming to my funeral than Elon, Zucks, and Bezos combined, and that makes me feel incredible. I know it's gonna happen. Now look, they're gonna be like, maybe private they may have some private i don't know how they're going to do it but I, I think i i think i will touch more people yeah. and and i'm doing it because i'm leaving huge economics on the table i'm i'm taking real money out of my pocket because you only have 24 hours a day yeah the fuck am i doing here today yeah took me the whole day to fly halfway across the country excuse me across the country i mean it's I don't know. Like this, this is yeah. one of my days yeah, this year. And right? And there's 250 yeah. days when you take, out you know, like, like I'm here. And so like I'm doing that for legacy. I'm doing that for karma. I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do. And I'm doing it by teaching people how to drink the water. Yep. Mm-hmm. Most people that are doing it want you to like be the horse under them
1: yeah, and yep. give yep. you yep. half
0: of their water. Like, you know, you oh, understand yep. I'm doing it so different and I'm great at what I do, so it's not it's great it's great advice coming from somebody who's great at it. So it's like you know, it's literally back to sports. If you tell me LeBron is fucking taking three hours out of his day going to fucking high schools and mini camps and teaching kids how to play basketball, I honestly think that's what the fuck I'm doing. That makes me feel real good. And so the fact that I'm gonna get plenty, I will absolutely have real fucking money, and the fact I have real people that have really helped at scale that's fucking game changing. Crushing it, I love when people, I'm, I post about crushing it, they're like, oh, Gary Vee, see, he acts like he cares, he wants you to buy the book. I'm like, motherfucker, it's $17. Yep. If you think if you think my book is a good use of my time, you're out of your fucking mind. I wrote the book because a lot of people don't learn from one minute videos on Instagram or one medium post or a lot of people learn from books. Yep. I write books because people learn from them. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yep. But like, my fucking book deal is bullshit.
1: Yeah. Everybody, everybody learns differently. So I mean, I think on that note, man, I, I think it's we look forward to reading your book. We look forward to um, seeing you being the future owner of the New York Jets. Thank you. I uh, will check out the the shoes and everything like that. And is there a way? Yeah, for you everybody got. To, keep, are you? Are you, th-
0: you three have to forget about keeping. Yeah, it's Gary Vee. You'll find me. But you yep. three need to make the commitment. I got a real fresh sneaker coming out. What do you think, yeah. June? Yeah,
1: let's get it, we'll do it. The
0: last one sold out crazy. Of course. But this time we're making a fuckload, Hell so yeah. now there. I need everybody to buy them. Hey, so. yeah, we'll get those for Love sure. It. On board, for bringing oh, stuff community. Done. Sold some sneakers yeah. on the way out. See ya. Right, thank yeah. you guys. Yeah. Peace, Peace out. out. Peace out. Thanks. Thanks guys for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed and more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. <laughs> Have a great day.